It's on! Oh, yeah, there we go. Breaking it out crisp and clean. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. <clears throat> Excuse me, wow. Of the Covert Show, the, the crack open was clean, but the, the so far opening of it was not. But let's get it back up to speed here. Like I said, welcome back to another episode of the Covert Show, guys. We got episode number 53 coming your way. And, you know, this is kind of a big one. So, JC not here again. Phone reception has been kicking our ass. And you know what? It's been fun. We've been trying to play phone tag. We were going to record last night on February 8th. Instead, we were recording on February 9th. Nick going solo once again. We were playing phone tag. And this is basically how it goes with us. So we'll we'll get a record time ready to go, and then all of a sudden, as soon as we're going, we'll I'll try to call him. He won't get it, and then I'll get a text the next morning. And so you know what? It's it is what it is. Phone reception never a fun thing to do, especially when you're trying to do a podcast. And basically, all we have is to talk on the phone. So we're trying to get everything situated for you guys coming back to get him on the show in the next couple of weeks here. But you know what? Like I said, it's kind of a big episode. So basically what we got going is, one, we got Super Bowl prep, so we'll get that down for you. Two, huge milestone in the NBA that we're going to talk about. Also, kind of one part two, we're going to be talking about the conspiracy theories of the NFL because everybody knows that that's a big thing. So, and then also we just got some TV news for you, so just kind of a I would say like more of an easy episode for you today. We're not gaming, so the the monitor is shut off, the PS4 is shut off, but you know what? We're ready to rock and roll for you guys. So first of all, we'll start out with some TV stuff. One, if you guys haven't seen it yet, because it just it literally came out today, like it dropped last night coming into today, the new season of You is out. And I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I'm kind of a big fan of You. My girlfriend is a big fan of You. Um, and basically, Joe is now in England. And so Joe is now trying to find his the last girl that he was with on the previous season. And if you guys haven't watched you from season one, it, it does kind of get a little bit, you know, confusing. If you're trying to catch up to it mid like season, I don't even know what season this is on. I kind of forget. It's been so many, but like he picks up a new girl every season, basically follows him around, kind of stalks him pretty much, falls in love with them because of his stalking and his messed up childhood. And then Joe proceeds to go on a murder spree. Basically the whole plot of the show. And so now he is trying to find this girl back in England and trying to restart his life. Well, of course, it's it's not that simple. Everybody thinks it would be so simple for him to start out and just be like, oh, yeah, you can do it. Well, one, writers need a job. Two, actors need to get paid. And three, everybody keeps wanting a rerun for the franchise. So you know what? The new season of You is out. Joe is now in England. And so far, the first episode, which I have just sat down and watched, very, very good before recording this podcast. So it's got me invested. I'm super excited for the season. One of my coworkers at um, Race Hunting, Eli, he loves you. And so both of us were kind of, I would say we were excited about it today. So shout out to Eli there for the good old help on recommending that show. But you know what? Other shows we got coming out, if you guys are a fan of Outer Banks, and I know everybody's probably like, Nick, why the hell do you watch Outer Banks? I'm like, well, I got caught up with it when it was the summer of COVID and everybody was putting it out on TikTok and everything and the whole, uh, I guess you could say the whole Madeline Klein thing took over and then all of a sudden I sat down and started watching and I was like, you know what? This show is not, not bad. It's pretty freaking good. So I'm excited for that. The new season of Outer Banks comes out, I believe, on February 23rd, so it's coming soon. So super, super excited for that. Um, 
the kids are or the cast is all now set away on an island. So that'll be interesting to see kind of what goes on with that and trying to get the whole gold situation figured out. That's the biggest thing in that show is there. It's kind of like a it's a more high rated Scooby Doo, I guess you could say, without the dog. Unless you count JJ as a dog, because JJ is just a freaking bulldog. Just kidding. Wow, that was really, really bad. I probably shouldn't have any more to drink after that pun, but you know what? Bottoms up. Also, in case if you guys are wondering, we are drinking a normal bush latte today. We love our bush lattes. And if anybody is sitting on the other end, you know, wondering, you guys drink so much bush light. Why aren't you sponsored? Well, hey, Anheuser Bush. We drink it. We like it. We like our IPAs, but we love you. It's the king of beers. It's the nectar of the gods. I know the king of beers is like a bud bud thing, but you know what? I'm going to call it that. So, Bush Light, if you guys would like to, please sponsor us. We like drinking it. We drink it on the show. I had a few the other weekend. Fun fact, I had a few the other weekend. I was sitting out. It was like 50 degrees here in Iowa. So, what are you supposed to do in the middle of the Midwest when it's February and it's 50 degrees outside, and you guys have been dealing with a cold snap for the entire day, and it feels like you can wear shorts? Huh. Well, let me tell you. You can put a table outside of your apartment. You can put a TV on said table. You can hook your laptop to said TV. And you can watch college basketball all day long while you grill. And you know what? That's exactly what I did. I put some steaks out on the grill. I had, like, some bacon wrap fillets uh, and just a couple of other steaks. I put that out. Um, and then we had air fried green beans and just basically enjoyed my Sunday as lazy as it could be, basically. So that was pretty fun. I did enjoy that. Nebraska basketball picked up a win against Penn State. So huge things in the Big Ten there. But you know what? It was just fun. It's 50 degrees in the Midwest. And then you completely flip it to a day like today where it was 36 degrees pouring down rain for pretty much the whole day. It's been a muddy mess everywhere you go. Like the parking lot at my office where I work is a freaking muddy mess. Like it's bad because all the snow melted, the frost on the ground melted. And I don't know why I'm trying to give you guys a weather report, but you know what? It is what it is because it's the Midwest and everybody cares about weather because it can change in the matter of five seconds. And especially around this time of the year when turkey season's coming up, shed hunting season's coming I've been trying to look for some sheds, have not found some land to get on. So if anybody knows some land to get on for somebody who likes hunting, I'm here. But in in other news, I guess, on TV, enjoy the Midwest. Enjoy your sports outside. If you guys are still watching it, The Last of Us. The Last of Us is killer. The fourth episode dropped the other day, and it was awesome. The third episode dropped the last week, and also, by the way, sorry for the little hiatus here. I completely forgot to mention that. We're back after taking a week off. Um, both JC and I decided last week that we were like, you know what, There's uh, sports has kind of been a little bit on the slow run. Hockey was kind of on a little bit of a break with the All-Star games and everything like that. So we decided to take a break because, you know what, we earned it. We've been pumping out podcasts left and right, and we're like, you know what, We'll just take a break here, give you guys a break of us, and um, just kind of keep keep rolling with everything. So we took a break, got back, hopped on. The Last of Us has had two episodes come out. Um, Bill was one of them, which was a character based in the game. Um, that episode was absolutely phenomenal. I loved it. Um, and then you throw it to this last week's episode, where now um, Joel and Ellie are kind of on the run, starting everything off, uh, getting more into kind of the details of the game. Uh, they're now in Kansas City, spoiler alert, so all that kind of conflict that comes from within that city, I believe it was kind of a little bit different from based on the game. 
So they are now in that and kind of dealing with a little bit of a big issues. There might have been, and I'll say this lightly, there might have been a bloater teaser in the fourth episode. So stay tuned for that. Because we all know we love the creatures in the game. The clickers got seen in um, episode two. I love the clickers. The clickers are fun. And then you throw it now to the bloaters, which are coming up. And if you are not familiar with the game, the bloaters are those who have been infected for like four years or so. So their entire body is just getting ready to explode, I guess you could say. Um, So that is where the term bloaters come from. Clickers have been those people that have been infected for like a year. Their face is all covered with um, the fungal stuff and everything like that. So it's, it's a pretty good show. They're doing a really good job of trying to keep as much from the game as possible and then moving it into, um, the cinematic un- or like the cinema universe. And I think they're doing a fantastic job of that. They're trying to keep as much as possible from the game. They have to deviate a little bit because obviously, one, writers just kind of look at it and say, okay, we can do this much better since it's on film instead of just the game. Tell a little bit more story, character development, and all that. So like the villains that you're going to see in episode four, they have a lot more character development coming into them, which is super cool. I love the fact that they're able to do that. Um, they've sat down with a lot of writers from the game. So... Um, that's been that's been really cool to kind of just watch that unfold uh, and see how that goes. So The Last of Us is still cooking. It's rock and roll and ready to go. Other shows that I really haven't seen much of, I've been watching Vikings Valhalla because season two has now been released. I love Vikings. If you guys haven't seen the first, there's like two different Vikings. On Netflix, there's Vikings Valhalla. And then that's kind of a place like years after the first Vikings. So when all the original Vikings characters, I believe it was from like the discovery channel or something like that where, or history, whatever. I can't remember when it first came out, but so those Vikings, this is like years later in the future on Valhalla. Um, so that's really kind of cool. It goes through like more of the war between the pagans and, uh, the Norwegians and all the Vikings like that. So it is, it is really cool to see, all of that come through, and I'm just a big Norse mythology, eh, Norse mythology guy, and I just like seeing all the history behind stuff like that. I love watching the Viking shows. Um, I'm, I'm kind of the stereotypical guy when it comes to I like the action, I like the 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 plots behind it. Um, anything that has a battle scene, I really like. Like Game of Thrones, I love Game of Thrones. One show that I really need to watch is Peaky Blinders because that's kind of set in the mob England. Um, so I really, really need to watch that back in like the 1920s, I believe. So Peaky Blinders is on my list to watch. So don't worry. If you guys have any other recommendations for us, give us a shout out. Send it to us on the gram. Send it to us on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok. Shout out shows that you guys like. I mean, we're sitting here trying to look for new recommendations <clears throat> of shows because, I mean, it's getting close to summertime, so we're going to be out a lot. But still, I have time to sit down and watch shows. I produce this podcast with JC. I produce another podcast. I work. I hunt. I do everything. But I've got sit time. I've got sit down time. I've got time to chill. Instead of just playing video games like a mindless maniac, I can sit down and watch some TV. That's kind of my reading hobby. I don't read a lot. <laughs> so, if you guys are wondering if I read a lot, I don't read a lot. I'm not a big bookworm. I never really have been. It's kind of been one of those things of I liked books. But I could just never sit down and focus, and it was probably a little bit of an ADHD kick-in that just never really got diagnosed. So, I mean, side note, I probably shouldn't be throwing out my medical history, but I, I'm i just one of those kids that is super, super hyperactive, and I just really don't like to be sitting down. Like, we used to have to read books in school and do these, like, tests to get those little, like, plastic feet that you hung on your necklace. I couldn't do it. 
Like, my parents literally had to force me to go read an hour a night, and I was a slow reader. It was bad. So shout out to all the slow readers out there. It gets better. We can watch TV now, and I sound so much like a millennial for saying that, but it's like it's true. I don't, I'm not one to read. I'll read, like, some reviews and stuff, but, I mean, I'm not one to read books. I'm not one of those guys that can just sit and just enjoy a book every now and then. I like to watch my TV. I like to play my video games, and I like to hunt. That's basically what I do, and I love sports. So, kind of moving along with that, I guess there's really not much to talk about. Uh, Mania for Ant-Man, which also, side note, again, sorry, I butchered a lot of shit in one of the last episodes talking about TV shows. Um, so, disregard a lot of the stuff that I was saying. Like, here, I'm going to look this up right now on my laptop, because this was bad. Um, I remember saying something about... The movie about a killer doll coming out that was like a robotics. And I believe I called it like Emma or something. It's not Emma. It's Megan. And I'll correct myself right now. I'm I'm one of those people that kind of gets ahead of themselves and just keeps going and going and doesn't really stop to think about it sometimes. Well, I didn't stop to think about this. It's Megan. It's not Emma. It is still about a creepy doll that's kind of Chucky-based, except a little bit more animatronically sound. Chucky was a demon doll possessed. This is more of a, you know, uh, cybernetics gone wrong. So, I still do want to see it. Like I said, I'm more of a slasher horror movie guy. I don't like to do a lot of the demonic possessions. So, like the new Nun movie that's coming out, I won't catch it. Somebody else can go catch it and they can get that spirit. The new, con- or like any other Conjuring universe or whatever, can't do it. Fun fact, honestly, and you guys might call me a little bit of a bitch for this and call me soft, but this was me back in high school. So one of my friends went out on, or like it was after a baseball game, and one of my friends wanted to go on a date with the girl that he was with at the time. And this was like, I think my freshman or sophomore year of high school. And so we go out, and we get to the parking lot, and he he goes, hey, Nick, do you want to go see a movie? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So we go see this movie, and he goes, don't worry, we got a couple other girls there, you'll be fine. And I was like, no third wheel, great. We get to the movie theater parking lot, and I go, all right, so you guys haven't told me what we're seeing yet, and he kind of looks back at me, and I'm like, you motherfucker, what are you, what are you getting me into? And he goes, we're going to go see The Conjuring, and I was like, no, absolutely not, and I think it was The Conjuring too. I was like, dude, why you got to do this to me? And he goes, don't worry, there will be girls there. You know what else was there? There was a B on the floor where the aisle seat says that, and it's in the reclining comfy chairs like you're sitting back. I stared at the B the entire freaking movie, and I shit you not. That was what I stared at. I cannot do for the life of me possession movies. I just can't. Like, I would peek up every once in a while and just be like, oh, yeah, okay. Nope. It's gotten better. I can do it a little bit more. It's gotten better. But back in high school, I could not do it. Like, it was bad. I would literally just pick, like, spots and stare at shit. My buddy from Vegas, bless his heart, Kenny Wexler, the man, the myth, the legend, a.k.a. Dr. Jack, he tried to get me to watch The Conjuring back in uh, college, the first Conjuring movie, and there's the hide and clap scene, right? Oh, gosh. I don't even want to talk about this. This is so bad. So, we end up getting through the movie, and I'm freaking out. All of us kind of freaked out just because we decided to be stupid and turn off the lights and everything. I go to the bathroom, side note, Go to the bathroom, come back. The room is still dark, and all of a sudden, I can just hear this eerie music. And I'm like, Kenny, you idiot. So I walk in the door, and I don't see him. 
and all of a sudden the audio from the conjuring comes up you want to play hide and clap and then all of a sudden his hands peek out from the wardrobe because his dumbass decided to stuff himself in the wardrobe clapped a couple of times i was like all right you're done fun fact after that we were playing a scrimmage like three days later for fall ball and i get up to the plate and he goes, you want to play hide and clap from the stands and claps three times. And I just look up. I'm like, you idiot. First pitch, double, cranked into center. And he goes, after the game, he comes up and he goes, apparently we need to do that more often. And I was like, I just really wanted to hit you. So I pictured your face on the baseball. Visualize an attack like the water boy is what I did. So, yeah, there you have it. There's pretty much movies. Um... Well, besides Creed, the new Creed 3 comes out. Uh, I believe that comes out in March. I'm excited for that one. I'm kind of excited to see what they do. Um, Adonis Creed, a.k.a. Um, Michael B. Jordan, is coming out of retirement to fight another one of his former guys, and so, or former childhood bully or whatever, I believe. It's something like that. So, And this is the one thing that I kind of like want to talk about because we went home a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was Rocky 3. That came out where he fights Mr. T, Ted Clubberlang, or he fights not Ted Clubberlang, that's the teddy bear. Uh, he fights Clubberlang, and I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, okay, if you really think about every Rocky movie, and you can say this with any movie, Jurassic Park is a, is another one of the biggest things. All they try to do is take one main part of the plot and just keep extending it and extending it, extending. It. Extending it and extending it and extending it. And it's just trying to battle adversity, right? With Jurassic Park, they keep trying to bring back the same characters on the same damn islands with the same damn dinosaurs. We still sit down and watch it because it's dinosaurs and it's awesome. But when it comes to all of this stuff, and especially when you're making the sequels, with Creed 1, all they basically did was Creed going to find Rocky and they brought him back and he wanted to become a fighter like his dad. Okay? Got that out of the way. Rocky battles cancer. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, which... Again, I hate the term spoiler alert because it's like, if you haven't seen it yet, I feel sorry for spoiling it. But at the same time, the movie's been out for so long, it's like you should sit down and watch it. So Rocky gets like cancer, fights it, beats it. He's okay. Don't worry, folks. He's all right. In Creed 2, he comes back and he starts fighting Ivan Drago's kid. And Ivan Drago is from Rocky 4. And Ivan Drago kills Adonis Creed's dad. So now they're bringing back all this other shit, and now it's kind of like almost a Ted Clubber. Or gosh, I keep saying Ted. I've seen so many TikToks about Ted too. Um, but now they're bringing back like kind of another bully. And in Rocky Three, it was basically a giant bully in the form of Clubber Lang, Mr. T, who was kind of trying to come back, claim his title, and beat the shit out of Rocky. So it kind of comes back and forth. They're using the same plots and the same shit. It's like Star Wars. The new Star Wars movies are all literally the same plot from the first original three movies. It is like New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, or and Return of the Jedi. I about biffed it on my nerdism to get that mixed up. Wow, that hurt. And then now, with all the new movies, it's basically the same shit. Like, literally. Because think about it. You go into The Force Awakens. I'm going to say spoiler alert, but you know I'm going to hate it. You go into The Force Awakens, instead of Obi-Wan Kenobi dying, Han Solo dies. And who does he die to? His son, Kylo Ren. Who does Obi-Wan die to? Basically, his son, Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader. What? Tell me it's not true. 
after trying to teach a new young Jedi in the form of Rey Skywalker. What? Plot explodes. In the second one, it's basically they're trying to blow up the Death Star again, which is the big-ass Imperial ship, and they're trying to kill er, Chancellor Snoke. All right, so they're trying to kill Palpatine, Invader again, blow up the Death Star. Boom. Throw it into um, Empire. And then in Return of the Jedi, it's basically the rise of Skywalker. It is... I, it truly, like, if you sit down and look at all these movies, they're all the same. But you know what? We're still going to sit down and watch them. And for a long tirade of rant that's lasted for about 20, or for about five minutes of the first 20 minutes of the episode, it, it just kind of sits and resonates with you. Jurassic Park, for example, you could look at all three of those movies. All three of the originals are the same as the last three. It just, well, take that back. I'm trying to, sorry, I'm trying to think here. Flip the first two around, kind of. Or flip the, flip Lost World with Jurassic Park 3 and flip the Dominion with Fallen Kingdom a little bit. Because Dominion, dinosaurs break loose in America. In Lost World, they bring dinosaurs to America, it breaks loose. In Fallen Kingdom, they well, they kind of do the same thing in Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, okay, never mind. Sorry. So Jurassic Park 3 just gets lost because nobody's searching for a kid at this point. There you go. Wow. They kind of went off track, but they still kept the same shit. Wow, I'm having a... My head hurts after thinking about that. That's tough. i got to take a hydration station break. Not officially sponsored, but sponsored by Bush Light because I would like to throw stuff their way even though I would really hope that they would just send me cases of beer. But anyways... Yeah, that's pretty much all I got for, you know, the the fun stuff of the media. So if you guys are looking for new movies, Megan is out. Babylon I still got to see. Uh, that is on my top of the list to see at the moment. I really want to see Babylon. If it comes out on HBO and I got to watch it on HBO Max, I'll do that. It's one of those movies I probably don't have to see in the big screen. Um, Avatar 2, Way of the Water, you have to go see it in the big screen because you just need to experience the full James Cameron effect. So... Wow, excuse me. Um, going into Creed 3, I can probably wait for that to come out. Will I go see it in theaters? Probably. Um, Quantum Mania, I got to go see that in theaters because that's too much special effects in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to not go see. Uh, the new Shazam movie is coming out as well, Wrath of the Gods. So, And I'm not entirely sure when that one's coming out, but Wrath of the Gods is coming out as well. Um, I actually thoroughly liked I shouldn't really say thoroughly. I actually enjoyed Shazam. It was kind of one of those where they tried to get back into more of like the kiddish style and then bring up a little bit of the dark side of DC instead of just going straight dark. Um, but you know, I I really enjoyed it. Um, also, one of the one movie that was kind of on TikTok that I haven't seen. If you haven't seen the movie Red Notice with Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds um, and Gal Gadot, go see it on Netflix. It's it's a sit down and watch. It's just a funny ass movie. Ryan Reynolds is still comedic gold, paired with Dwayne the Rock Johnson this time. Actually, really really funny. Like Dwayne Johnson is funny in that movie. And for those people who are questioning his acting abilities, it's always going to be questionable. I mean, he is getting paid for it, so I'm not. And obviously, I'm sitting here doing podcasts and filming, but 
he's getting paid millions of dollars to sit on TV. So you can't really judge his acting too much. You can say it's bad. You can say whatever you want about it. But then again, he's getting paid for it. <clears throat> Does that make him a good actor? It's your call, not mine. So watch Red Notice. It's super funny. Both or him, Gal Gadot, and uh, Ryan Reynolds are all kind of art thieves. So they're looking for artifacts from history and everything like that. Um, kind of like Uncharted, except with a little bit more... Um, not with a follow your brother kind of thing. It's just more of a everybody's looking for this lost golden egg, and then they're, there's a big-ass price on it. So if you can find it, you're rich, all that kind of thing. But it is funny. It's super, super funny. So make sure you guys go watch that. And without further ado, the moment you guys have probably not but all been waiting for... It is time for our neighbors upstairs to not do that. And holy shit, I'm looking at ESPN right now. In college basketball, San Francisco is getting the crap kicked out of them by Gonzaga. 53-8, to and there's still a minute to go in the first. One team scores 53 points in the first half, and you're sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, how's that going to go? We'll get into some college basketball in a second, because I see the Iowa score there as well. But, if you guys are ready for the Super Bowl... Don't worry, we got you covered. So, throwing it back to the two AFC and NFC, or throwing it back to the AFC and NFC championship games, because I know that this is, it, it's been talked about a lot. It's been all over social media. Everybody knows the outcome because everybody has seen who's in the Super Bowl. If you live under a rock, it's the Eagles and it's the Chiefs. Also, quick on this the Pro Bowl happened. It's flag football now. That hurts to see. And I am so sorry. Like, I, I'm all here for the DeMar Hamlin thing of where he got hurt on that freak accident that happened. But can we just take a look at at this for a second? There is now flag football in the NFL for the Pro Bowl game. This game has been a joke coming long before this. Within the last three years, you have not been allowed to tackle in the Pro Bowl, and yet they still wear pads. I mean, if this is what we have to do to get a Pro Bowl, fine. But I would much rather go see guys just tear heads off. I understand the injuries, and you guys aren't going to want Super Bowl players playing in the Pro Bowl. But, dude, come on. It's football. It still happens. But now we're playing flag football. It was funny to watch at some points, but it's like, dude, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. You can't hit the quarterback anymore. you got to be careful playing nowadays. And like I said, no... No disgrace to the DeMar Hamlin incident because I, I 100% feel for him and his family. I get that. But, dude, football is not football anymore, and it, it's kind of hard. Truly, as a sports fan and as a football fan growing up in Nebraska, seeing guys get just drilled, watching Texas football, watching Bronco football, like every type of football that I watched in past Super Bowl games, it hurts to see, man. Like, it, it's tough. So, yeah, the Pro Bowl is hard, but... We are re-recording on the camera, making sure that the audio, the camera is rolling, just because I want to get you guys a couple of clips. I like doing the video clips. If you guys like the video clips, just let us know. But moving back to the conference championships in the AFC and the NFC, it was tough, tough going for the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy, the chosen one, the Purdy Birdie, trying to make it to the Sue Purdy Bowl. Well, Tommy John had something to say about that. And this was also a side note. So, when you're sitting there looking at a quarterback getting hurt with his arm after the fumble had happened, um, and he's sitting there 
on the sidelines with his helmet on looking like he's ready to go the whole entire time and we really don't get an injury update, my entire demeanor was like, dude, you need to go play. Your team is getting throttled right now and you're perfectly fine just sitting there. And not his his play style, I know. He's a total dog. He's a player. He's he's out there for blood. Like the man has led this team to the playoff and a conference championship in the NFL. One went away from the Super Bowl as Mr. Irrelevant in his rookie year starting under Jimmy Garoppolo. 100 percent fine with everything about him. Before not knowing about the UCL thing, I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, okay, everything that we have just seen in the last few weeks of the NFL has just dropped off the map. His demeanor changed. His entire body language was down. I'm like, dude, it it hurt to see a little bit. Come to find out, he did tear his UCL. He tried to get back in there and throw the ball a little bit. George Kittle asked if he can throw the ball left-handed. So, I mean, he tried to play for a little bit. The Niners got screwed over this season when it came to more of just the whole uh, quarterbacking carousel, if you will, when it came through losing... Not one, not two, but now three quarterbacks. Hello. Thank you very much, babe. Um, When you lose three quarterbacks in the NFL, how are you supposed to win in a season? No one ever thought that San Francisco was going to be where they were. Jimmy Garoppolo got him within the playoff run. Brock Purdy kept it going. You get to the Super Bowl and you lose your third quarterback. And you're thinking, holy shit, where do we go? Well, you know what? Sorry to say, you lose. Christian McCaffrey can't do everything. George Kittle can't do everything. And San Francisco's offense just kind of hit the bed. Uh, Eagles were still outstanding in that. And you could say, Brock Purdy thrown in there again, totally different ballgame. I would agree on that. I still think that the Eagles would have came out on top. I had San Francisco winning the game because I thought that they could overcome it. But no, Philly Philly wins that one outright. I think nine times out of ten, Philly wins that. They might win nine, but not this game, not tonight, Herb Brooks. Uh, no, Philly came out on fire. Jalen Hurts didn't skip a beat. That Eagles offense just kept running. And it's tough when your defense is constantly out on the field for San Francisco. I feel for you. It was a tough game for you guys, but you have a lot to build on. San Francisco will be back. You can quote me on that. San Francisco will be back. So 31-7, Eagles take it off. Jalen Hurts gets to the Super Bowl for his first time in two seasons, first time as an Eagle and first time in the NFL for him being in the Super Bowl. So good for him. The kid is an absolute menace. Playing exactly like he did at Bama with the accuracy, playing with the tenacity that he had at Oklahoma for the one year that he was there. The kid is just playing lights out. I'm excited to see what he does next year and in the Super Bowl this weekend. Now, throw it to the AFC side. This game was a dogfight to the finish. It was a total nail-biter. Joe Burrow and the Bengals come out, and granted, Joe Burrow was a little bit shaky on it. But, I mean, dude, Patrick Mahomes was shaky too. Even though Patrick Mahomes threw for 326 yards, he had two touchdowns. But still, him and Travis Kelsey hooked up for now, I believe it's the most postseason touchdowns out of a quarterback and a tight end since Gronk and Brady. That's going to be deadly. And then you couple that with the Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard. Insane. Tight end and quarterbacks are going to be huge. But the Chiefs knock off Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Joe Burrow not able to get back to his second Super Bowl in as many years as of two. Third being in the NFL. Uh, his ACL, his first year, really kind of shot him in the foot. And then he came back, went to a Super Bowl. Then he comes back again, makes it to an AFC championship. Uh, safe to say that Joe Burrow 
is constantly always on Joe Shiesty mode. There, there's two different types of Joe Burrow. There is Joe Burrow, and then there's Joe Shiesty. Joe Shiesty, let me tell you, is the one that shows up in all the shades. Joe Burrow is the one that sits in the locker room, and then Joe Shiesty is the one that comes out and does a pass with a spin in slow motion. That gets put on TikTok and just wins. Joe Joe Shiesty is the dude that gets decked by a UCF defender, comes back out and wins, and then wins a natty the next year. That's Joe Shiesty. Joe Burrow is just off to the side sometimes. So Joe Burrow is the one that asked for lasagna or salad instead of getting fried chicken at the the team thing. If you haven't seen that video on TikTok or something, go see it because that's hilarious. Um, so now you throw it to Kansas City and Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. I'm going to be honest. I'll tell you right now. I'm personally, I don't care who wins because I'm loving to see this game. I'm loving to see Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, two quarterbacks that are now on the the fight for league best, I guess you could say, or otherwise, they're the future quarterbacks. They're the ones of our generation that we're going to grow up with. Kids of the younger generation are there because I still made it through the Rodgers era, which is now the Peyton Manning, the Brett Favre a little bit. I made it through the older quarterback era, but now we're here. Anyways, I'm going to take the Eagles because I know that their defense is solid. I know that Jalen Hurts and that offense is going to be dynamic as hell. I will say this, Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs are going to put up a fight. But I'm going to take the Eagles, and I'm honestly, this is my score line here. I'm going to say it's going to be 34-28. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think there's going to be just a lot of big blows. I think there's going to be two big plays by both teams. The Eagles are going to get one late, and they're going to get one early. The Chiefs are going to get two straight in the middle, and there's going to be a comeback. They're going to probably get one at the beginning of the half or at the end. So that's my score rundown. I said 34-28, Eagles over the Chiefs for the Super Bowl. Now, this is going to be fun. And by fun, I mean this hurts to talk about. So let me ask you this question, guys. And I know you're not going to have an answer for me right now because I'm recording this live and you guys are sitting on the other end of the phone. (sighs) Guys, the NFL's rigged. to say it. It's not rigged. If you think that the NFL is rigged, I I really don't know how to break that down. Dude, you're telling me that everybody in the NFL knows that games are rigged and nobody has slipped up? I saw a post that, the other day that said the NFL, my buddy from work showed it to me, Eli, he showed me a script thing that said the Eagles 37, Chiefs 34 for a Super Bowl win, that's the final. And it said Super Bowl script released. Is it probably bullshit? Yeah. But, dude, if you're thinking that the NFL is rigged, grow up. How? There are penalties missed everywhere. The referees were horrible this year. They have been horrible for the last few. You cannot tell me the NFL is rigged. Brock Purdy tears his UCL, has to go get surgery. Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his leg. Trey Lance, or with his foot, Trey Lance shatters his leg. Really, if the NFL is scripted, then the 49ers need a fucking refund. Holy shit. The Broncos and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson comes to the Broncos for his first season and just plays mediocre football. Not even. Carolina gets the trade to San Francisco for McCaffrey. That's just good agency on the front end of San Francisco. 
I hate to tell you guys, but I don't think the NFL is rigged. I believe with Travis Kelsey, the NFL, like Travis Kelsey and his brother have a podcast, and they were making jokes about the NFL being rigged. Guys, the NFL is not rigged. Tell me this. You can get paid off $2 million and try to keep a secret. Dude, I guarantee you you're going to slip up on a press interview somehow, somewhere. I'm really sorry to say this, but those guys have more head problems than anybody else in society. They are bound to slip up, and they haven't yet, which I'm impressed if that if that's the case and the NFL is scripted. But it's like, dude, I, I really don't get where this whole script thing falls. There was a pass interference, or there was a holding call that should have been called on the last uh, play from Mahomes. But, dude, the Bengals player hit him out of bounds. And also, why are you doing that? And that's another thing. He did that because, one, Mahomes could have took two extra steps, but, yes, he was already giving up his body. He was already going out of bounds. It was clearly seen on television and everywhere that you can look. Mahomes was giving himself up going out of bounds. But as a defender now, you got to be so careful because you have to hold up and not hit the dude. The ball carrier could run four more yards and then go out of bounds or go for a touchdown. So I would much... Not in this situation, but I would much rather say yes, 15 yards, make sure he goes out of bounds, fine. When you're in a playoff game like that and you could potentially win, that 15-yard penalty put them in field goal range. Like, immensely put them in field goal range. So I don't know what you're doing with that. That's not smart football. But the NFL's not scripted, dude. Like, guys, I don't know what to tell you here. If you can make an argument and legitimately tell me that you have facts to back it up that says the NFL is scripted... I, I will believe you. Tom Brady deflating footballs. That's not scripted. That's just called being an idiot and cheating. Is he still the GOAT? Probably. Ugh, that hurts. By the way, Tom Brady retired. Uh, We're going to hold on that statement because it's all over social media. Tom Brady retired. Uh, Do we believe that? Hmm. I don't know. That's tough. He told us that the last time. And he's still playing. Was. Now out. No kids. No wife. Well, he still has kids. No wife. And he's done with football. Let us know if you guys believe that. Because I don't believe that. I think he comes back some way, somehow. For one more season. He's going to go win with the Lions. He's going to take the Lions to a freaking Super Bowl. Or the Jets. He's going to push Zach Wilson out of the way and win with the Jets. It's going to hurt so bad. But, yeah, I throwing it back to the Dr. Phil hour sob story that I have now drowned on to you guys, I'm, I'm going to go with the NFL is not rigged. I don't know how, how that can be seen. I don't know where you can get that from. The NFL is truly not rigged. It's just not. Shit happens. Guys lose games. You're going to throw an interception, and this is the biggest thing that everybody might argue. How does the Atlanta or how do the Atlanta Falcons blow a 28 to three lead over the the Patriots in the Super Bowl? One, I'm going to tell you that Tom Brady is good, and you can't mess with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady together. That's just not how that flies. Two, you can make a defensive switch. You can switch your scheme instead of going out blitzes. You can switch your coverage. Instead of offense playing passive, you could play really aggressive, and it could work. I'll tell you right now, as a Nebraska fan. There is nothing that kills me more than watching a team flip a script, and that is Iowa. 
Iowa has murdered us on multiple occasions of flipping a script at halftime when we've been kicking the crap out of them. Or all of a sudden we flip a script and we come back on them, but then we lose. Texas and Vince Young back in 2005 against USC and Pete Carroll. Firmly held Reggie Bush at the one or one yard shy. It was it was there. Now throwing it to the Texas Nebraska game where Mac Brown argued the one second rule. That might be a little questionable. That might might be there, might not be. That one's kind of a different argument. But I personally think that if you're gonna you're gonna sit and tell us that the NFL is rigged, I I think you might have to look back at some history because there's there's no way that you can just consistently rig a league because at that point you could literally pay the Jags money and everybody else to lose and the Jags win the Super Bowl. The Lions win the Super Bowl. The the Patriots are now the worst team in the league and get the number one draft because they go winless. Which could happen on its own. Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence could win a Super Bowl in the next five years. Like stop 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 sharing the pipe, man. Like, figure out what you're smoking, because I'm not, or if you're sitting there, like, dude, nah, I don't even know. Just figure out what you're thinking on that, because it's weird. I can't sit and say that the NFL is rigged. I don't believe in sports being rigged, because, I mean, still look at baseball. Pete Carroll didn't even bet on his own games. Or not Pete Carroll, Pete Rose. <laughs> Didn't even bet on his own games. And he still played, played out. The Cubs won the World Series in 2016. That was just for once. Good farm work by the Cubs in picking up trades. The Dodgers finally broke in the World Series and just flat out won. The Red Sox broke the curse of the Bambino. Tell me baseball's rigged. You can tell the Houston Astros that because they beat trash cans. And use drones and shit. And cameras. <sighs> but tell me sports are rigged. Because I don't believe it. Because here, here's another thing that's that's rigged. Uh, if you think about it. Well, not really. LeBron James broke the NBA scoring record. Broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record the other night. With a fadeaway shot. For two points. Um, and the funny thing was about that. If you really look at it. There's a picture that says. The Nike dude that hired, or like that drafted him when he was younger and gave him money was the only person that I saw for a 400 miles not having their phone out for that moment. And that also kind of goes to the age that we live in now is that we're so just diagnosed by living on our phones. Because all the kids were literally, like his, even, his sons, granted, I'll give his sons that. His sons could have been recording that for history. But if you look at... At the entire thing, everybody is sitting like this or like this or just, and I am holding my phone to the camera, so don't worry. But they're holding their phones out. Like, guys, there was a tweet that said, I guarantee you all of those people did not watch it with their eyes. They did on their phone screen looking like this, but they didn't move. Like, guys. I understand you you want to be a part of history, that's how we document it now. You want to be TikTok famous because you were there. You want to get TikTok famous because you were one of the girls on the uh, bowl games. But, like, dude, it's history. Watch the game. 
Like, even I was guilty of it with the Cubs in 2016. I have my phone out. I have, I have a video of that. But I watched it with my own face. I looked at it. So, LeBron James breaks the scoring record. Millions of people, were, or thousands of people were watching it on their phones, not watching the game. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hands the ball off to, my, or to LeBron James, and this also argues the question. I'm not going to dive into it because I don't want to. Because this is a topic that will never be never be solved by anybody. This is a topic that will never be played out. It doesn't matter. But it does beg the question, who is the GOAT? LeBron James or Michael Jordan? The errors that they played in were different. Both players play a different position. I believe. And it's a different time of basketball. I will say it's a little bit more physical back in the day because now guys are just whining and complaining like soccer players about fouls. But who is the GOAT, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? LeBron James now has a big resume to back it up. Michael Jordan even has a much bigger resume to back it up. Is he a scoring leader now? Not the top. So, I'll let you guys kind of resonate with that and sit and do what you will. Because that is, that's a topic for another day, I guess. Is one of those. You got to take it one day at a time. Like I said, this that, that argument with LeBron and Michael will never, never, ever be settled. And most of the... One reason is, now you have all these kids from a younger generation that are coming up that don't really know who Michael Jordan is unless they follow basketball like their dad and sit down and watch old games where their dads basically say, oh yeah, by the way, hey, this was this person or this was that person. By that time, most of those kids, they're from kids, or they're from people like us. They're from the younger generation. From 25 on, that's their kids. And they're still going to be living with Michael Jordan, or not Michael Jordan, LeBron James. I didn't grow up with LeBron James. I watched a lot of his film. I know a lot of his stats, not off the top of my head. But I know what his resume is. I know what LeBron James' resume is because I've grown up through LeBron James. I've grown up through Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Kevin Love. And everybody else is like, well, I grew up with Scottie Pippen, Allen Iverson, Kobe. I grew up with part of Kobe. Vince Carter a little bit. Uh, let's see. Throw throw more names out there. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Larry Bird. Michael Jordan. I didn't grow up with those guys. Our parents did. And they, they can sit there and argue it all day long. It's just never going to be a thing to argue. To really kind of play out, there might one day be a definitive argument that says, yes, LeBron is better than Michael Jordan, and he is the true go to the NBA. You're also forgetting to throw in Kobe Bryant in there, RIP, but you're also forgetting to throw in Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was an absolute dog. I mean, you're, th- you're missing a few guys that are probably in there, but the biggest resumes on that argument are LeBron James and Michael Jordan, and it will never be solved. And I will say that, and I will end that statement. Also, big trade news. James Harden goes to the 76ers. Uh, Kyrie Irving goes to the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> yeah. 
Good luck, Mark Cuban. That that should have been one where you said, sorry, but I'm out. Have fun with freaking Kyrie Irving. Wow, that's going to be a shit show for you. Every team that he touches, it's not Midas. They don't turn to gold. It turns to what the f- did you do? I don't know why I bleeped that out. I don't know why I just bleeped myself. <laughs> but seriously, have fun. Um, and then Kevin Durant goes to the Jet or goes to Phoenix, goes to the Suns. Make that team better. Like what? Cause, and I'm not the biggest when it comes to the NBA. I've not watched a lot of games this year, and by not watched a lot of games, I've not watched any. Mostly because I'm not the biggest NBA fan. I'm still a Raptors fan, but I will admit that I haven't watched it. Adding to those teams, so the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference, they are currently at 6 with 30-27 and 27 on their wins, so they're kind of on that run for the playoffs. Uh, my Raptors are 26-30 and 30 on the fallout. They're at 10th, so they're missing that cut line. Then you go to the 76ers. They're third in the East, so that's a big pickup for them. And then you go all the way to the Jet or the um, the Mavs of Dallas. Where did I go here? Yeah, the Mavs are currently sitting at fourth in the West. So I mean, you're fine there. You're picking it up. Teams made some good trades, and they're going with it. Ah, it's fun. The NBA is fun. And I say that as I turn off my camera because apparently my battery was exhausted. So that's a good time to turn that off. So we're good. But we're still going to be rolling here. This little piece of break is sponsored by Bush Latte. Not officially. Man, wouldn't that be cool if we could get that sponsorship? I'm. I, we're going to try it. We're going to do it. We're going to try it. <clears throat> so, I mean, just kind of as you go here... Taking a look at it, we'll throw in some college basketball for you. Why not? Why not, why not, why not? Because I said I would. Also, if you're keeping track, um, remember when I said that Gonzaga had scored 58 in the first half? It's now the second half. It's 65-45, to 45, Gonzaga over San Francisco. That game is on ESPN at the moment. Gonzaga ranks 16th in the country. They are 19-5. and five. They had a little bit of a slow year when it comes to their couple of losses but still winning it out. If we look at scores across the country at the moment right now, that's schedule, not scores. Pick the right freaking tab, Nick. There we go. Use that brain of yours. All right, UCLA, 38-22 over Oregon State, the number seven Bruins. Gonzaga, I read you that score update. Number 15, St. Mary's getting it done right now over Loyola Marymount. They are 16, or Loyola Marymount, excuse me, 16-2. Wow, What? Only two points in the... Wow. 13 minutes to go in the first half, and Merrimont has only two points. Yikes. Other games in action tonight when it comes to the top 25. Arizona, number four, is taking on Cal. That game is at 10 p.m. That's on Pacific time. Also, that's not going to really matter because for a lot of you guys, this won't come out until either tomorrow or Saturday. Purdue ends up outlasting Iowa 87 to 73 the number 1 boilermakers back on top after taking a loss to Indiana Indiana for the first time beating a number 1 team since 2003 back in the day so the boilermakers are 20 23 and 2 on the year 12 and 1 at home Iowa you guys fall 15 and 9 2 and 5 on the road moving it kind of into the rest of college basketball here no other major games going on tonight. Those are your top 25s. Going into the rankings. 
this college basketball year has been just brutal for some teams and better for most. You got teams like Purdue who have been currently at the top top spot for the whole season. You got Houston. They've pretty much been in the top five the whole season. They're at rank number two. Alabama's three. They're hopping up their way in the SEC. Arizona at number four. Texas falls back into the top five after a couple of key wins. That's the one big thing. How is Texas going to deal with a coaching change? They're doing just fine with interim head coach. As they are looking to get ready to move into an SEC schedule come 2025, but they fell short to Kansas the other night, 88 to 80. But still, after picking up, excuse me, after a loss to Tennessee in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, coming back with a win against 11th ranked Baylor and Kansas State at 769 to 66, you got two Big 12 wins, so you're in. You're bumping up. Their last couple of games are going to be tough. You got an 11th Iowa State team, a 14th Baylor, 17th TCU, and then go back to Kansas before March Madness and everything starts. So that'll be super exciting for Texas to end out their schedule. They are currently, if I looked at that right, they are first in the Big 12. Let me pull that back up here so we can get it. Yeah, Big 12 standings. Texas, number one. They're 8-3 and three in conference. K-State and Kansas and Baylor, Iowa State, all tied for that second-place spot. Iowa State. You're, you're really looking for a couple of big wins here, kind of coming up, looking at the Iowa State schedule here. You got Oklahoma State, and then you face the gauntlet yourself, but this is a little bit earlier than Texas. You got TCU ranked, Kansas State ranked, Texas ranked, Oklahoma mediocre, Baylor ranked at the end of the year, and then also you got West Virginia. So, I mean, you do have a little bit of a gauntlet of a schedule for your Iowa State fans. But Grill is playing well, Iowa State shooting well, limiting turnovers. That has been your biggest thing so far this year. Everything that I've seen from Iowa State going from March Madness to just even watching games before that, turnovers have not been your friend. And it's the same with Texas. Texas is just late shooting and not being able to get stops. Iowa State, your turnover margin this year, spot on. I appreciate it. Looking good for my brackets. Tennessee, after losing to Vanderbilt the other night, nineteen and four, they fall down to sixteen, or they fall down to six. UCLA at seven, Virginia at eight, Kansas at nine. And Kansas this year has been a little bit. They've had a tough schedule, so you can't give them can't give them too much hell. They've been bouncing up and down. Marquette stays at ten. Marquette's just been slowly climbing the ladder. They're at nineteen and five. They moved up four spots. Iowa State, you're back at 11. Kansas State, 12. Xavier at 13. Baylor, 14. St. Mary's, you are at 15. Gonzaga, 16. TCU at 17. Indiana moves up into the ranks for the first time this season. They are ranked at 18. Miami, Providence, UConn, NC State, Creighton, Rutgers, San Diego State. You guys round out the top 25 going all the way down from Miami at 19 to San Diego State at 25. Rutgers. Did anybody know that they had a basketball team? As me being a dick as that sounds, Rutgers has had a basketball team. Also, um, they're winning. Are they ranked first in the Big Ten? No. But you know where they're at? They're at fourth. You know where other teams are in the Big Ten? Here, let me read it off for you. Purdue, number one, 12 and 2. Okay. Northwestern. What? Yeah, I said that right. Northwestern. 8-5, good work, Wildcats. 17-7 overall in the season. Indiana's sitting at 8-5 as well. Rutgers sitting at 8-5. Michigan sitting at 8-5. They've got a big game coming up against Nebraska, which I believe, if I remember right, has that happened yet? Yes, it did. End up beating Nebraska 93-72. So Nebraska, sorry, we're, we're way out of contention. Don't worry. We'll be back, maybe. 
Illinois, 7-5. Maryland, 7-6. Michigan State, 7-6. Iowa, 7-6 in the Big Ten. So that Big Big Ten bracket for the tournament is going to be a little sloppy. Penn State, after the Nebraska loss, yo out. Wisconsin, struggling, wanting to get in there. I got to say they're probably out. And then the last three that are definitely out, Nebraska, Ohio State, and sorry, Minnesota fans, you're 1-11 in Big Big Ten play. Oof. Have fun when the Pac-12 comes to town with USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. I still don't like how to say that. That just hurts. That's weird to say that. Looking for all you other Nebraska fans out there that appreciate another good college basketball team. The Creighton Blue Jays moving their way back up. Xavier is first in the Big East. They're at eleven or eleven and two. Marquette is now at eleven and three. Providence ten and three. Creighton ten and three. So Creighton rounds out the bottom half of the four within the Big East standings. They will easily make the tournament this year at a sixteen and eight team. Coach McDermott is leading them very, very, very well this year. UConn sitting at eight and six. Seton Hall eight and six, and then finally, kind of that last bubble team, I believe, would be Villanova at five and eight, and then St. John's, Butler, DePaul, and Georgetown. This is a big thing. Georgetown is at the bottom of the big or the Big East for like one of the first times. Like Georgetown is not having a good year at all. Six and nineteen, one and thirteen on the year. George Georgetown used to be a big, 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 big blue blood kind of in the Big East, and now they've fallen off at that. Providence is staying strong. Creighton's staying strong, now getting back into it. So, I mean, it's really fun to watch Big East basketball. So I got to get back on that. I got to watch a few Creighton games. Got to get ready to go for that because, guys, March Madness is just around the corner. I know it's February 9th, but March Madness is going to be here before you know it. It's it's sitting, and it's, it's looking good. If you're looking for some bubble teams, don't worry. We'll try to break it down and help you. We'll keep watching stuff. We'll keep watching some basketball and make sure once we get back to that time, we can help you fill out your brackets as guessingly accurate as possible because we all know that we love filling out brackets. We all know that we're bad at filling out brackets, even though we are pretty good at picking teams. We can all say that we're good at picking teams, but we can all say that we're bad at picking teams because it's just March Madness and it's never going to go anybody's way. There has never been a perfect bracket. Ever. If somebody on the show gets a perfect bracket, whether it's me or anybody who listens, um, you're welcome for the broadcaster jinx, and now I'm probably just jinxed you again, so you're not welcome for that one. I'm sorry. But holy shit, there has just never been a perfect bracket, and I think that's insane. Like, nobody out there has just guessed it. I know the probability is super, 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 super immaculately low for actually getting it. Like, you you would be more likely to win the lottery before you guess this because it's 64 teams going to 32, going to 16, and everybody knows the math. Like, dude, that's hard. That is insane to think about that nobody has still got that perfect bracket. So, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's definitely one that you got to look at of it's like, it's hard to do. It's an impossible feat. People are trying their damnedest, but it's, it's, it's slowly, slowly not becoming a thing. Where did I see it? I liked it. Here we go. Guys, baseball fans, don't worry. It's spring training month. Pitchers and catchers have reported spring training is going to start here in a few weeks. And we're going to have baseball back. And also, 
college baseball teams have kind of already started, but Division One starts in literally less than 10 days. And I'm going to break it down for you because I love talking about it. And you can find it, all the other talk, shameless plug here, you can find all the other college baseball talk in the No Place Like Omaha podcast, hosted by me and two of my buddies, J.D. and Mike Love. But shameless plug there, sorry I had to throw that in, because we're talking about college baseball. But I'll break down the rankings for you really quick, because this is going to be an interesting year for college baseball. The team with the biggest transfer portal and biggest pickups is obviously at the top. In case you're not aware of college baseball, LSU had a very, very good year digging through the transfer portal and picking up some good guys. So, the LSU Tigers are number one, Florida Gators two, Stanford Cardinals at three, Texas A&M four, the Tennessee Volunteers are at five, Louisville Cardinals six, Arkansas Razorbacks at seven, Miami is eight, Vanderbilt nine, Wake Forest is at ten, North Carolina is ranked 11th. Oklahoma State is 12. UCLA 13. The UC Santa Barbara Gauchos. You guys are sitting at 14. So far, that is the first non-Power 5 school to make it in to the rankings. TCU, you're at 15. Virginia, 16. Texas Tech Red Raiders at 17. The next non-Power 5 school to make it is Southern Miss at 18, who made a super regional run last year, unable to get to the College World Series. East Carolina at, or not East Carolina, Oregon at 19. The Ducks looking to try to get to Omaha. Going to the third team that is not, or uh, Power 5, East Carolina, the Pirates also looking to try to get back to, or trying to get to Omaha. They failed to make it last year, fell a couple of games short to Texas. Maryland at 21, and this is funny. They're, they're the only Big Ten team to be in it, but also Maryland last year had a fantastic run. They fell a couple of wins short of making it to Omaha as well. Mississippi State at 22, Georgia Tech 23, Ole Miss sitting at 24, and then Texas rounds out the top 25 for college baseball. Now, the Ole Miss Rebels won college baseball last year. Why are they at 25 or 24, you might say? They lost a lot of guys to the draft. They lost their key captain in Tim Elko. They lost a little bit of pitching. But you know what? I feel like Ole Miss will be back. That SEC schedule for baseball is hard. SEC reigns football. SEC reigns baseball as well. It's it's just one of those things where the SEC rules a couple of sports. Not uncommon. It's just there. That's how it is. So, well... I think that pretty much wraps it up. I really don't got much else to talk about. Baseball itself starts out in the next couple of weeks, so we'll pull that up here just for MLB talk because, I mean, guys, I'm super excited. I know JC is excited. A lot of big trades from teams as well kind of coming through. The Cubs got a lot of big pickups, which I am super, super happy about. You Darvish is getting a six-year contract extension, as according to sources right now, $108 million on the extension for the Padres. Shohei Otani, sticking with the Angels, it's going to be tough. Also, I believe I did see this the other day. Apparently, everybody literally plays everybody this year, I think, which is insane. So we'll look at the Kansas City Royals schedule, because why not? So the Royals. Going into spring training. First spring training game start February 24th, so two weeks. We'll go to the first half of the season here. They got the Twins, Toronto, 
Giants, Rangers, Braves, Angels, D-backs, Twins, Orioles, A's, the White Sox, Brewers, San Diego, White Sox again, Detroit, the Nationals, the Cardinals for the Highway Series, the Rockies, the Marlins, Orioles, Reds, Angels, Detroit, Tampa, Cleveland, L.A., Twinkies. That's the first half. Okay. Let's go to the second half. So it looks like everybody's playing everybody. Yankees are down on the list after Tampa and Detroit. Cleveland, Twins, Mets, Phillies, Red Sox, Cardinals, Mariners, Cubs, Oakland, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Boston, White Sox, Toronto, White Sox, Houston. Sorry, I'm reading through this fast. Yeah, I think literally everybody plays everybody. That's cool. Or if not, damn near close. So keep an eye out for your MLB schedules if you got TV stations in the area that black out games. Maybe they won't. If you're a Royals fan and you live in the Midwest, you pretty much got games everywhere. You can catch it on Bally Sports. You could probably catch it on ESPN, but mostly Bally Sports or Fox. Uh, if you're a Twins fan, you can find it on Bally Sports. And you could probably find it on Fox. If you're a Cubs fan, good luck. Stream East is your best friend. I didn't say that. Don't cancel us. But you can find it somewhere. No more WGN, and that sucks. So, if you're a Red Sox fan, I don't know what you watch on. If you're a... To be honest, if you're a fan of any team, besides the Cubs, the Twins, and the Cleveland... Or... (laughs) Cubs, Cleveland... Shit! Let me try this again. Unless you are a fan of the Cubs, the Royals... Or the Twins. There we go. Don't know about Cleveland. Then you can probably catch it on Bally Sports or Fox or something. ESPN will definitely have a lot of games this year. Uh, that's pretty much how I just normally watch. I'll watch whatever game is on. Also, um, if you guys haven't heard of a little league called the Northwoods League, it's not really little. It is a college baseball wood bat league that is one of the best leagues in America for wood bat and for college prospects and college stars. Um, they are getting games on ESPN+. Plus. Shameless plug. I played a little bit in the Northwoods League during the COVID year. It's a very it's very fun. It's super, super competitive. But also, guys, the games are fun to watch. Like, if you have ESPN+, Plus, I would highly recommend trying to watch some of these games. The guys that are in it are absolute dogs. It is just super fun to watch. We personally have talked to a couple of coaches on the other podcasts that I do. Um, that are going to coach in the Northwoods League. So we're looking to hopefully try to go up and catch a game um, and see that at some point this season. So make sure you check out some Northwoods baseball. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Um, I don't know if there is a tab for it. There are normally games on there. If you just go down to the baseball tab, they should be there. They were that, that way last year. Um, I think this is their second straight year being televised on ESPN for a few games. I think they've got like 30 or 40 games that are going up. Um, so that'll be super fun to watch if you guys are interested in that. Man, I miss baseball. Those are the fun days. Me and my coworker at um, work, two of my coworkers actually, but one of them that was here today because my other bosses are out, um, we were talking about just the most pure sound because we were watching Bryce Harper hit a bomb um, at last year's World Series. Uh, There is nothing more pure than hearing the sound of a wood bat smack a baseball on the sweet spot perfectly. It's just so pure. It feels pure. It sounds pure. Like Everything about it is just there. So, yeah, I miss baseball. 
But pretty much that's all I got for you guys. So without further ado, instead of wasting more of your guys' time on either Friday or Saturday whenever this comes out, and instead of just giving you guys the whole hour off, please make sure that you guys hit that like button on any of our social media posts, and make sure you hit that follow button as well. And make sure if you guys are going to be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts um, or Podbean as well, make sure you guys definitely hit um, hit that review button. Give us a couple of reviews, kind of keep pushing us up through the ranks a little bit. Um, I know you guys are a devoted following base for whoever is listening around the area or even around the country. Make sure you guys hit that and make sure you guys leave us a review. Comment on our post. Make sure if there's something that we missed that you guys want to talk about, let us know. I know I didn't get to hockey today. JC usually covers that, so I'll let him kind of come back and cover that. So, um, yeah. Whatever you guys are thinking, let us know what you're talking about. And hopefully you guys have a good weekend. Hopefully your team that's you're rooting for in the Super Bowl wins. Like I said, I truly don't have a, a team that I'm picking. So we'll just have to see on that. So like I said, let us know what you guys are thinking and let us know what you enjoy on the podcast. And basically, we out.